So what do you reckon Jesus's one rep max would be? I mean, given the weight of that boulder, boulder at least like, like how big was that boulder? Like how big was the boulder across the tomb? I mean, do you reckon that that would have been what like? Or was it a metaphor? You could roughly work this out based on the density of the rock itself. That must be like 50 tons, 50, 60 tons, right, of rock. How wide and high was the entrance to the cave and how deep did the boulder go? You could roughly... The entrance to the cave was slightly less wide and slightly less high than the boulder. (laughs) I mean, that's that's like, what, 60,000 kilograms or something? (laughs) Jesus was fucking unit, man. It's a rip boy. It's literally the West Country and me coming out here, but... A typical kind of horse-drawn sort of mill wheel. Jesus, what is happening? Half right. a ton. <laughs> yeah, I know, mate. This is such an imperial unit of measurement here. But half a ton to three quarters of a ton. So, yeah, I know that like a, a full-size yeah. like dumper is like 40 tons, like a big anyway. dumper. So, you know, but made out of anyway, solid rock. tractor trailer. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah, basically, to tie this with Tom the bow, Jesus was absolutely ripped. To what you're saying, Connor? <laughs> You're listening to Two Beers Until Phrenesis, a philosophy podcast for students, graduates, and anyone else interested in ideas. Alongside regular guests and friends, we discuss some of life's big questions over a few beers. Enjoy. I'm going to start by just asking a very simple question. Do you guys do anything for Easter? Are we talking about in general this year? Because, you know... Well, I think there's something slightly restricting the, <laughs> yeah, the just Easter a little bit, yeah. just a little bit. Yeah, I can't attend mass now. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Damn it! Yeah, do you, do you guys ever celebrate Easter in any capacity at all? Um, apart from when I was pretty much forced to, it was mandatory going to a Church of England primary school. But apart yeah. from that, outside of then, no. I mean, I, I receive an egg. Up until well, two or three eggs <laughs> until the age of eighteen. And now receive an egg. Uh, uh, was yeah. that, is that a chocolate egg, Zach, or is that just like a fucking chicken egg? <laughs> Anything, mate. Just like swan egg, chicken egg. It all counts, really. So, uh, yeah, preferably chocolate. To be honest, since I've been an adult, I've not really dabbled in the Easter. Yeah, that's the thing. I think, despite the fact that it's a massive cultural institution, I think it's pretty much an anomaly like when you compare it to things like halloween or i mean even shrove tuesday before it which is technically kind of part of it but people secular people atheists do things for it but nobody does fuck all for easter unless they're very very christian unless of course you were one of these poor fuckers who went to a christian school then you had to do embarrassing shit like egg hunts and decorate oh well you used to do easter egg hunts that was quite fun no. Apparently it's a big thing for the National Trust. Like every year they do a giant Easter egg hunt. I was kind of reading yeah. about it earlier. It's the first time I've ever heard, but obviously they won't be doing it this year, but apparently it's a big thing for the National Trust. Will they, they like hide it around trust properties or whatever? Yeah, yeah. like you pay like nine pounds to park your car and then go and hunt Easter eggs for an afternoon. Yeah, it's wow. all very all very middle class. I used to, I used to really enjoy the few that I did, to be fair, when I was little. But yeah, that's that's my only kind of relationship with Easter at all. Goddamn toffs in their fucking chocolate eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's just generally very different to like Halloween and Christmas and stuff, you know, where these kind of secular elements have intertwined with the religious elements. And arguably, I think with, as we probably alluded to in like Halloween and Christmas episodes, some of the secular stuff kind of takes on a new meaning, whilst there's just no parallel with Easter. It's kind of interesting. I don't know why that is. 
because you know it's it's in everyone's calendars, but nobody does fuck all with it. When does Easter happen, Connor? So am I now in the knowledge bot because you haven't done your usual level of research? But Connor, it's end times, all right? Stuff's different now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. The the date that Easter falls on changes every year, obviously. But do you know anything about the reason why that happens? Because well, traditionally it was... Wasn't there like a thing where they all got together where they were like, well, it has to happen like after Passover or whatever, like some Jewish thing. Yes. And I know that it has to happen like after the first full moon, after the equinox, Yeah, I think. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's also like not necessarily timed to the actual lunar calendar. I mean, it's, it's not really tied to actual, you know, the, it predates like the Julian calendar or yeah, so whatever. So obviously there are something ridiculous, like 700 different denominations, depending on how you're counting um, of different kinds of Christian worship. And they all, relatively speaking, have different ideas um, in some way or another about Easter. And obviously one of the major controversies is the debate. About Do where... Protestants uh, celebrate Easter? Yeah. Hmm. That sells that one then. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Protestants do celebrate Easter. Yeah. Oh, okay. The only the only the only denomination that doesn't celebrate Easter historically, um, in terms of major denominations, were the Puritans and I guess Quakers and Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, so why why don't they celebrate it? Yeah, they celebrated nothing because they're miserable. That's basically right, yeah. Okay. Um, unless it was something explicitly stated within the Bible, they generally wouldn't adhere to it. Uh, generally, they, they thought of these kind of Christian practices as arbitrary or at the very most sinful. So anyway, the debate about where it falls is mainly to do with the fact that it comes from the Hebrew calendar. It doesn't follow the sun like the Gregorian or the Julian calendars. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like you said, yeah, it, it comes after Passover. Is it, I'm guessing it's based on tropical years rather than sidereal years or yeah so it's probably I, I think it's like a tropical year plus lunar calendar something like that uh, it depends who you ask so there's not uh, obviously a set way of doing it there's obviously the, the Catholic way of doing it and there's the, the Protestant way of doing it and there's um, yeah there's don't the, um, doesn't the Roman Catholic Church just set uh, the equinox on a particular date isn't it supposed to be is it the 21st the the they just set it on, the, even though in reality the actual equinox happens between, I think, the 19th or 23rd, something like that. You know, there's, yeah, there's a it's lag. the whole it, kind of like the extra quarter of a day and everything. Yeah, but I think the church just goes, oh, well, it's just always the 21st, I think. It's just kind of raw simplicity. Yes, yes, I think you're right, yeah. Cool. I'm always right. I'm a bit more happy on the definition of Easter now, because, you know, I've, I've, I've been massively thrown off kilter by the fact that it's appeared in the middle of March and it's been troubling you know Zach it's been troubling for, especially for the last three weeks it's been troubling yeah mate it's been it's been on my mind I'm thinking did I miss it you know was it in the middle of March or is it the beginning of the April you know I, I can't I can't keep what if it falls on April Fool's Day would it be an April Fool for it to fall oh, on is April it Easter Fool's is it not Day? has anybody ever done Lent no isn't that like six no. weeks of fasting or whatever for yeah, it's a certain product. 40, 40 days. So, you know. Oh, okay. Like Jesus in the desert sort of shit. So, does Lent begin on Ash Wednesday and then end at Easter? Yeah, that's right. So, right. you've got Shrove Tuesday. Which is pancake Day. Pancake Day to, to the layman, to me. Oh, I didn't realise that was religious. That came from something else. Yeah, Pancake yeah. Day is, is tied into Shrove Tuesday because generally people would... Use up all the shit left over. Yeah, yeah they'd use uh -huh. up all their leftover ingredients before Lent. 
I just thought it was some cynical market. You know, one of these th- typical things where it's just some company like back in the 20th century would have... You know, yeah, like the, the card factory market, things. Yeah, marketed a pancake day or it something. It kind of is now. But who the hell sells pancakes? So, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, it's it's a very, it's very much a traditional thing and, it, and it's, it comes out of that functionality of wanting to just use up ingredients. So it's uh, it's a pretty good one. And again, like so there's a secular element to that, but there's no secular element to the rest of it. I think a lot of people try and do Lent. Um, well, they do the, the fasting element of Lent, or not even that really. They just sort of give up Facebook for a couple of days and then forget. But <laughs> like, they don't do the prayer. They don't do uh, kind of. It's kind of the mindfulness discussion again. You know, it's like appropriating a little bit of religion and not really sticking to it anyway. But yeah, it goes it goes all the way to Ash Wednesday, and it culminates in the Easter week, or Holy Week. Um, so the Thursday celebrates the Last Supper, the washing of the feet and everything. That's an interesting point, actually. Some like I was reading about earlier that I didn't really understand before is that Easter is a week. Like, yeah. For the most part, we look at a calendar and it's Easter Sunday, but there's an oh. Easter week before that. So if you celebrate it, like, well, I'm going to use the word properly, but in a, a proper Christian sense, there is an Easter week. I don't know if mm. anybody knows more about that than I do. But. They eat chocolate eggs all week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the Thursday celebrates the Last Supper. It's generally the feast after the Lent, the, the Passover, the Passover meal. Um, so when was uh, when was Jesus uh, executed and crucifixed and whatever? Good Friday, which wasn't very was good, good for Friday. him. But when was that? That was the day after. The day after the Last like, Supper. What's the date? What date did this happen? Okay, fuck it. It was 30 AD. All right. Okay, 30 AD, Jesus, Jesus you had, gets... You had to bail us out. You had to bail us out. Because I would have not given able to and, give you that. And it was, <laughs> so it was Good Friday... Back back in the day, about thirty AD, right? And then, then what happened? Jesus rose from the dead three days later. Oh, no, no more embellishment on the story or anything. Nah. All right. <laughs> 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 so there's no to add. Really, he went into a coma. Nothing happened, and he thought, you know what? It's time to get up now. Feeling pretty strong. Let's move this fucking rock and get back to it. <laughs> yeah, I've done my reps. It's time to go. Yeah, do a few warm-ups on some smaller pebbles around the cave. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so obviously most of the traditional elements kind of borrow some of the symbology and stuff from Jewish practices, the, the Passover being like one of the main parts. Do you know why it's called Passover? Everyone probably knows this. Do you pass over the wine to your, I don't know, the bread and the wine or something? No. <laughs> or are you passing over from one world to the next? That's a good guess, no. So basically... Um, <laughs> No, no, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no. Fuck you, Zach. Fuck it's you. a good guess. No. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was actually a good guess. No, um, the Jews were doing their exodus out of Egypt and Moses was having a chat with God and God instructs Moses to put blood on the doors of every Jewish household so that the, the plague that he's going to visit on the people of Egypt will pass over their houses and oh. won't kill the firstborn oh, yeah. son of every household with it for the Jews. How very kind of him. Yeah, it's quite nice, really. So yeah, they put a bit of sheep's blood on their door and then they're, they're sorted. King of Egypt is the best DreamWorks film. Yeah. Is it Prince of Egypt? What's it called? Prince of Egypt. What's the one? Yeah, that was the first time yeah. I saw it as well. Yeah, it's good shit. Um, I, I don't know, I guess focus on like an English context, like a lot of that um, evolved through like Germanic pagan traditions and stuff probably where we get the whole Easter bunny and... Oh, I was going to ask where Easter bunny comes from. 
Yeah, well, there was a pagan goddess, probably worshipped by Anglo-Saxons. I think you pronounce it Oster, but it's basically about the same as Easter. Oh, right, yeah, because I know the Easter... Definitely not toaster. Yeah, it's like, it's a combination of, like, the Dutch words, like, it's like a Dutch word and a German word combined together, and that's where Easter comes from, because it was, like, an old... In old English, that was sort of like, yeah, Esther or whatever. Uh, Yeah, there was a month named after her, and they used to feast in her honour, so a lot of similar elements and stuff, and it was to do with, like, harvest and new life and those kind of motifs. As far as we know, again, this has been taken up by neo-pagans, as if neo-pagans know every single thing about this god. It's generally what happens to a lot of pagan gods. Don't know if you've ever actually come across this. No. Um, Yeah, generally morphed into Abrahamic stuff afterwards. Yeah, like you've got, so there's some debate as to how much this whole Oster figure was actually appropriated and revised or just straight up made up. You know, I've I've met pagans that seem to know exactly what druids were up to back in the day, you know, which is funny because most experts don't have a scooby what the fuck was happening. Oh, so they just make shit up and they're like, yeah, druids did this and buy my buy my strange potions. Yeah, I think some of the elements are kind of right, but I think they also ignore some elements that almost certainly are true. I think there's a lot of guesswork going on. I don't know, have you ever, have you guys ever like met neo-pagans or anything? No, but would they be no. the typical sort of demographic that I'd see if I was to uh, go to uh, Stonehenge on uh, the winter or summer solstice? Oh yeah, definitely. Big time. So it'd be a lot of pseudo stuff, but also kind of revived arts from thousands of years ago oh i used to, I used to work with a pagan oh you, you you've met you've met an irl real life pagan i've met quite a few yeah i think they they tend to ignore a lot of the darker elements that were obviously prevalent in these older antiquated religions you know these these were really old religions they were, they're gonna have some elements that aren't nice but i think they generally kind of ignore a lot of these and all they really want to do is just revive the basic aesthetic and the novelty of saying I'm a druid and dressing a bit like one and taking on some practices that are kind of neat. They kind of just hipster druids, basically. It's interesting you say that. Like, I don't want to get into uh, about like what is a religion, but it's the way you say like the novelty of it a little bit. Mm. I, I sort of see where you're coming. That, like, there is a sense of that a little bit. Like, it sounds kind of cool and a bit interesting. Yeah, and it, I, don't get me wrong, it is, it's fascinating. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. I, I used to I used to talk to this guy a lot, and I used to talk to um, a lot of other pagans and things. And by far, I think out of all religious ways of life, it's probably they seem to just have the best time ever. They go to like mead festivals and stuff, and just get smashed. Like, what's not what's not to like? But Your hate I, for it is jealousy. No, it's, it's not a hate for it. I just, I just want to kind of say, <laughs> well, yeah, it probably is actually. I like mead. Yeah, I mean, you basically get to dress up in a dressing gown and drink mead. That's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Living the life of Riley there, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah if, if I wore a dressing gown that. outside, I'd be getting weird looks, but, you know, just chuck on a bit of cloth. We're good to go. You need to grow longer hair, mate. It's because you look like a, can escape mental patient. <laughs> if I look like that without... I don't know. It, it, it's not that you haven't resurrected historically accurate and fleshed out pagan way of life. Pagans didn't take their religion seriously at one-off mead festivals or, or on Reddit. Pagans lived as pagans. Just and I, type in r slash paganism. 
<laughs> but I, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people do. There's lots of different types. You got um, uh, heathens, which are more of the like Germanic kind of stuff, and they get into Scandinavia. Um, you also got your your Wiccans, your Druids. Wiccans is like hedge hedge witches and things. Yeah, there's all kinds of different types, but I don't think any of them are. I don't think there's a continual line from pre-Abrahamic traditions all the way to here. I don't think that's been passed down linearly. Well, of course not. No. It has kind of many sort of disputed, well, not sort of disputed origins, but kind of nothing really sort of plugs the gap efficiently along the way. With Easter? Yeah. Um, oh, I think most Christian traditions, especially in the north of Europe, are pulled out of pagan stuff. They sort of morph. So like I was saying, like, it kind of goes from like the, the Hebrew stuff to the kind of molds with the pagan stuff and you end up with English folk traditions and English yeah. Catholicism and then English uh, Church of England stuff. And it, it just evolves over time. But yeah, I'm, I'm more on, on about like people who think they're doing the real Easter and going down to Stonehenge for the weekend. Um, I don't deny that they're having an absolute banger of a time and they're probably affirming life in a way that's probably more rich than most secular attempts to do so but sounds a lot like just going to glastonbury though doesn't it pitch a tent and whatever and yeah i'd like i have met a lot of pagans that have a more rich understanding of what paganism is and who approach it more as a way of life but i have also met pagans that just want to believe in fairies and trolls and dress up you mean so it's not always as one-dimensional sitting in a field and smashing tinnies there's more to it that's that's <laughs> right that's what you take from this <laughs> you tell yourself that zach it's fine yeah where did eggs come into the equation i think eggs is kind of a just a vague statement about new life because easter sort of it yes. ties in with spring as well so it's the start of like new life, you know, stuff being born and that. The chick is being hatched. There's some debate as to uh, how much the egg stuff relates to earlier pagan stuff. It's probably true that it that it does, but um, specifically the sort of theological position on it is usually to do with the egg symbolising the empty tomb of Christ. Um, and often, they, often the, like the way they would paint them, um, in very early Christianity at least, um, is usually red to represent the blood of Christ. Yeah. And now it's just fucking, it's, <laughs> it's just fucking whatever, go ham. Fucking Malteser eggs and shit. <laughs> there is a sort of procreative sort of undertone to a lot of it, though. I mean, if you just take eggs and rabbits as like the theme, you know, that is very sort of procreation heavy, isn't it? It is, In yeah. terms of the imagery. Yeah, spring into life and all that. Fucking like rabbits. That's an expression, isn't it? It is indeed. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they use that as a marketing campaign there for the, uh, for the latest uh, leading chocolate brands. <laughs> che- cheers, mate. Kids are crying now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, a lot of weird egg-related things evolve out of the painting of eggs. Obviously, we mentioned like Easter egg hunts and things. You guys ever heard of egg tapping? I can't say I have. A bit of brass rubbing, but no, go on egg tapping. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's it's conkers it's conkers with eggs waste of eggs and um it's it just it, sounds nobody messy. wins 
Nobody wins. <laughs> 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 we should eggs. You don't like it. The eggs smash simultaneously. Well, you think conquerors is a bloody waste of conquerors. all over the floor, and all you do is attract the rats. Nobody wins from that. Well, if you do it over a frying pan, mate, sorted. Health and safety. Apart from the shell. You're going to lose a lot down the sides, mate. Down the side of the oven and everything. Uh, yeah, uh, shelling. Right, I heard of this one thing. And I, I don't I don't understand what I'm reading. Pace egg play? I'm sorry. Is this I, a category on Pornhub or I, yeah, I don't know if this is a fetish. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> what this special is special new edition um, for this season. The, the the pace egg plays are an Easter tradition in rural English culture. And they're now only practiced in Lancashire and West Yorkshire. Oh, uh, so it's like a theatre thing. Yeah, I think so. The drama like takes pantomime. Yeah, yeah, the drama takes the form of mock combat between the hero and villain, in which the hero is killed and brought back to life, often by a quack doctor. But what's a quack doctor? It's one of them doctors with the with the beaky things. Isn't that a plague doctor? Yeah, quack. Oh, oh okay. Or at least oh, I think that's where the term comes from. But I, I think a quack is more like apparently quack, quackery which is quite a difficult word to yeah, say apparently yeah, like fraud yeah like a fraudulent doctor like yeah. a bullshit medicinal man this is a this yeah. is a bonus this is a bonus thing because um do you know why it became the word for fraudulent um you to smuggle drugs in ducks <laughs> so the plague the plague doctors with those things that's obviously where the, the whole quack thing comes from because they look like ducks beakers that's staying in <laughs> Basically, the plague doctors were useless, and they were only really using these um, these beak things to. So they didn't have to smell. They used to put like uh, perfume and stuff inside the beaks, so they didn't. They didn't to clarify, s- they used to think that bad smells were what carried diseases. Yeah, so that's that's where the whole quack thing comes from because they're useless. Yeah, mm. imagine being employed by a health firm today, public or private, and well, what's your track record? Well, a third to half of Europe was completely wiped out. <laughs> Apart from that, I think we can scrap that and uh, make a fresh start here. Uh, Joe, have you got any inch? <laughs> <laughs> We're just moving on from that. <laughs> oh it's it funny. <laughs> I'm keeping everything Zach says in this. That's, what, that's just like randomly a... segment it in? Or... Mate, that's a dangerous strategy right there. Can I have that in writing? Uh, Joe, do you want to do you want to talk about some weird Easter traditions before I die? <laughs> before you die, I'm going to resurrect you. Of these, if we start with the tame one before we uh, escalate somewhat, has anybody heard of a bilby? No, no. Weird looking little rodent thing that's native to Australia, apparently. And as, as opposed to the Easter bunny, the Australians have the Easter bilby. Right. So all their little chocolate confectionery products are in the shape of a bilby, which kind of looks like a weird rat slash rabbit kind of thing. I'm just looking at a picture of it now. It's yeah, it's, it's kind of a rabbit. Isn't it? It's the size of an egg. So how would it? How would it bring <laughs> eggs? Chocolate. I don't know, but apparently it does. They have the Easter bilby that brings it instead. There's a couple of reasons. Um, apparently, one of the first reasons is that. And the Australians consider rabbits as a pest. So they don't want... And rats are not. Rabbits bringing things. Uh, rabbits bringing... I don't know. That seems kind of vague. It's not actually a rat. It's like... It, it looks like a rat. It's a bilby, mate. <laughs> it's a fucking bilby. Delicious crumb from Star Wars, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Be fair. I think 
I think compared to the Australians, the only le- like egg laying mammals left are like in Australia, monodreams as they're called, like the duck billed platypus and the. Yeah. It's like a spiny anteater as well. They're like yeah, the, the Easter duck billed platypus doesn't have a great yeah. ring to it, does it? Now you, but you see, like, that would have been pretty, that pretty would, cool. That would have been a, really good. They had a platypus or some shit, because that would have been pretty accurate. What's the other thing that um, drops eggs off? What is it? Like I said, it's just either the only two monotremes, I think, echidna. are um, duck billed platypus. The echidna. Um, well, I know, it's, I know it's called a spiny anteater. I don't remember what its uh, actual name is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've said it like three times an echidna is that how you say it oh i don't know maybe <laughs> well okay thanks <laughs> yeah. but like two normal human beings it's called an anteater <laughs> so <laughs> you know crikey crikey mate you fucking pedipus in the, in the bloody laying some fucking eggs everywhere i really fucking hope no australians listen to this first <laughs> one to lay an egg and die weeds yeah <laughs> yeah yolo um so yeah so the first reason that a bill be is replaced the rabbit is because apparently it's a bit of a pest the rabbit that is and then a second reason that i've also found is that apparently there's a need to raise awareness of conservation efforts for bilbies and so therefore they were adopted as the easter animal in an attempt to raise awareness for it right do you know if there's any well if there are any statistics that show that it's helped it's helped the uh this particular breed of animal have a guess, Zach. It's going to be a no, yeah. I haven't got a clue. Probably, maybe, would be my answer. I'd like to say it would. I reckon that's... that's. It probably has, to be bit. honest. Like, the sort of thing that kids are going to buy for or get given for Easter, they're not going to want to, you know, kill so much, maybe. <laughs> well, it, I've just read that successful... Less meat, guys. There's been successful reintroductions of the animal in loads of different places. Anyway, any more? Or would you like a second one? I'd love a second one. Well, lucky you, because I've got the butter lambs of Russia ready for you. <laughs> oh, God. <Ooh. laughs> so in Russia, they have an Easter meal, um, as you do. But accompanying this meal is, as described by this article, a knob of butter fashioned into the shape of a lamb. And why a lamb, I hear you ask? Well, of course, it's because you can be certain that that knob of butter fashioned into a lamb is not Satan in disguise. Sorry? Um, you heard. Well, this is... So this, um, Russia are like Orthodox Christian, aren't they? Oh, yes. Yeah, so this is some weird Orthodox. So, thing, according it? to Russian Orthodox, old Beelzebub can take the form of all animals except the lamb because of its religious symbolism. So, in Russia, they form the butter into the shape of a lamb so that they can be certain Satan hasn't taken the form of it. <laughs> what? Because tricky old Satan loves being butter. Oh, yeah. Any form he can yeah. take except a lamb, he will. So, why is this helpful to me? lamb butter thing so he doesn't go near them or whatever he's like oh no just so it's definitely not satan they can eat their easter meal relaxed in the fact that they know satan is not present because of the lamb butter or the butter shaped like lamb so you gotta just always take the form of butter no matter what (laughs) you shape it into a lamb I I can't believe it's not butter. It's Satan. Oh my God. (laughs) That that puts a whole new meaning to these people seeing like religious things on their toast, isn't it? Well, they just spread some butter and they see Satan. (laughs) Surely you'd have to spread the butter over fucking everything. 
Or what? Is it, or is it, it, so if it's near the butter that's shaped like a lamb, what if, what if you fashion it into like a horse accidentally and it doesn't actually look like a lamb? <laughs> if it doesn't look like a lamb, you're fucked. It's definitely Satan. What if I butter myself up and then just like run at people? No, I do not give me that image. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Already buttering up. <laughs> he's he's already doing it. He's already run through the village right now. You got you got to, you got to fashion it into a lamb first because that's how the magic spell works. Exactly. Um, is this is this widespread or is this where did you apparently say this? yeah right? Well, this is the Russia. Butter is widespread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know about the uh, actual. <laughs> Yeah, apparently it's, it's a normal Orthodox Russian thing to have butter fashioned in the shape of a lamb to accompany your Easter meal. I, I assume yeah. for the rest of the year that Satan wouldn't dream of forming himself into butter, so it's fine, yeah. but at Easter, it's <laughs> got to be a lamb. Oh, no, you do, wouldn't want to do that, no. No. You've got to be on your guard at Exactly, Easter. exactly. Yeah. I wonder if they have, you know, like the equivalent of a, like a, one of those copper jelly moulds or something, one of those lamb moulds. They should do that. I was about to say, it is, it is quite a task, like, actually... One of those lamb moulds. Yeah. You definitely need something in 3D art there, you know. Just leave the six-year-old in charge. Instead of turkey, instead of turkey dinosaurs, you've got turkey lambs. Isn't it, isn't it just, like, incredible? Wouldn't it melt, like, instantaneously as you're trying... Is it, like, a three-dimensional little sculpture? Would you have to 3D print the butter? How is just, it possible? I've just typed into Google and some of them look fucking horrific. Like, oh my God. But you imagine it'd be like something that's quite formed nicely. Like they melt the butter into a mold and then it's like solidified and looks good. Fucking hell. Like, no, look at this shit. Well, they aren't going to work. God. It is bad. It's like the, is it like the hedgehog it, cakes? It looks like it's screaming, kill me. <laughs> oh okay, so what we're looking at right now <laughs> is what essentially looks... Yeah, this looks like a pile of mashed potato. It does look like mashed potato. Two raisins sort of just like stuck into it for the eyes. I will put a picture of this on the show notes. <laughs> it is uh, taxonomically... It's quite horrific. ...ambiguous. It's difficult to tell. It's, uh, its face is like weirdly like round. For a, for a See, lamb. to me, if I was saying, I'd look at that and say, that's not a fucking lamb. I could probably get away with that. Jesus. It, it reminds me of those kind of hedgehog cakes. Do, do, they, do, they, do, they, do they eat the butter? <laughs> I believe so. Do they just have a butter? So they just eat spoonfuls of butter? It, it wards off the... <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one looks like a tea cosy, essentially. <laughs> yeah, just a tea cosy with <laughs> eyes, like dots for eyes. It's not good, it's is llama. it? It's like a llama, mate. <laughs> I think the second one looks more like the Trojan horse cover. You know, there's the devil's hiding underneath somewhere. It's not quite a lamb, really, is it? I mean, it's not good, is it? It's not good. But does so it wards off the whole meal, or do you have to spread it onto the food to protect it? I I don't know. I'm assuming Russian culture with their food because I haven't got a fucking clue. But perhaps they have like there's usually some butter on the side, and they're going to use that at some point during the meal. But especially on Easter, it has to be the shape of a lamb. Otherwise, it might be Satan. All right. Well, if anybody knows, let us know. Thanks. Have you, have you got any more weird things? Would you like another weird thing? Yeah. This Kinds one's pretty weird mate. as well. Like the description of it is odd. So if I read you like the, 
the basis of it. Yeah. So the the title of the article is Whip Cracking in the Czech Republic and Slovakia. Right. Which doesn't sound too bad, but I'm just going to read this as it is because it just makes it sound so much worse. If you're a woman and you find yourself in the Czech Republic or Slovakia on Easter Monday, it's perhaps best to stay indoors. All the local men and boys will be roaming the streets with gaily decorated willow switches, usually adorned with ribbons, looking for girls to lightly whip. All right, this is some weird bondage thing that's gone too far. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here, but apparently in the Czech Republic and Slovakia on Easter Monday, it is a thing where men go around with bits of willow whipping women. That's... Which, Which is weird in itself. And then I read another article, which is now a little bit more in-depth and a little bit more weird. And they talk about whipping women apparently brings them good luck for beauty and health. It brings the women good luck to whip them. Yeah, apparently. All right, this is definitely something that some like mayor or whatever came up. He's like, he's like, all right. <laughs> some mad mayor. I'm really into whipping women. Yeah, like, some yeah, really man, weird sexist thing. old guy yeah. was like, this brings you good health and luck. It's fine, yeah. don't worry. How can I make this a law? <laughs> no, no, let me do it. Let me do it. It'll bring you like, good luck and stuff. Will it? Yeah, 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 it will. All oh, right, okay. It definitely will. What's and that the- in your trousers? <laughs> and then deeper in the is description. Is that a whip or are you just pleased to see me? Oh, is that please? <laughs> and then you read deeper into the description, then obviously you'd be really thankful for being whipped, you know, by some random guy with a piece of willow in his hand. Naturally. I mean, obviously. So it doesn't work for men. Oh, no, no. It's just for women. It's totally sexist, but it's, you know, whatever. It's Czech Republic. They're fine. They don't mind. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in return for getting whipped by some guy, the women then give the man a decorated egg or handful of money as a thanks. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine a money? slap might be like more a, hand, a handful of money. Christ. A handful of money or a decorated egg. This is genius. But if the men are old enough, they can also receive a shot of whiskey. Why can't we get this here? <laughs> Mate, because we, we don't would even be need beaten. to bring the third wave of feminism. I think all waves of feminism <laughs> would have quite a few things to say about that. I think this is why the, feminism is I, I think Yeah, the, just the like the quality would have something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Any more? But yeah, that's... I mean, yeah, probably. I'll get back to you. <laughs> all right. In the, in the podcast or... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, if you're lucky. Oh, shit. So has anyone got an egg at the moment in their possession? Or are we abstaining or just not bothering with eggs? i got, I got a few eggs. I normally buy some for myself on the cheap, just because something different to eat. You've got a few essential shops to buy an egg. Yeah. What do you mean on the cheap? They're not cheap until after Easter. Well, yeah, you got to wait for the discounts. Like, so it's 30p or 75p for an egg. What kind of egg? What, yeah, what kind are you getting for fucking 75p, mate? Normal egg from Aldi. Aero. Oh, wow. Like branded and everything. I yeah, get, a, get an, you get an Aero bar and an egg. It's 75p, mate. Yeah, but an Aero bar is like 70% air anyway. <laughs> that's, that's, You're paying for air, Connor. <laughs> that's, you, should, you should be in charge of their ad campaign. Aero, 75% air. Do you reckon that would be a good tactic against coronavirus, paying for air and Aero? 
Everyone wants fresh oxygen at the moment. You literally yeah, pee, pee your face that shit, mate. inside an aero egg and inhale it for fresh sustenance. I reckon. Yeah. No, I, no, I normally get some eggs from my older relatives and stuff. Right, lads. Chocolate eggs, your conventional leading brands. Number one ingredient. I mean, that was unanimous, wasn't it? Which, I mean, probably which... cocoa. I I didn't hear what I didn't hear what he said. All I heard was number one ingredient. I mean that was all that was said. Okay, so yeah. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what is the what is this section? <laughs> all right, Zach, help us out. You give us yours. It's sugar, because mainly we're dealing with milk chocolate. It's not often you get dark chocolate in a high enough concentration. So pretty much your typical Easter egg nutritionally about 50 to 60 percent of it will just be sugar that hurts that's why we all feel like shit after we've deleted one because we just had way too much <laughs> sugar yeah but in the moment mate you're high as a kite oh yeah <laughs> mate it's, it's it's like the five seconds of euphoria in cocoa itself you only need i think the minimum requirement is about 20 percent cocoa solids and of course most of the conglomerates will try and Get away with that. Or milk it. Get it, milk, milk, milk chocolate. Mm. I'll be here all day, mate. But does anybody like another weird Easter fact? Yeah, go on. Yeah, save us, please, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Bail me out here. (laughs) So apparently in Norway, the Easter... We'll start that again. Apparently in Norway, the Easter tradition is to sit down with the family and read or watch murder mysteries together so you can all try and figure out who the killer was together as a family. Oh, maybe that's why so many crime fiction novels come from Scandinavia. Yeah, like the killing is all because of Easter, apparently. Yeah. Right. So that's, that is a genuine yeah. thing. They basically play a giant game of Cluedo over the Easter period. I heard that three in ten Norwegians go skiing at Easter. Or maybe that's earlier in the week. (laughs) Three in ten Norwegians go skiing, seven in ten look at murder mystery. Yeah. There you go. And apparently major television stations in Norway throughout Easter just play murder mysteries throughout. Maybe they murder each other while they're skiing. (laughs) That's so bizarre. It's so specific. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's odd. I don't know why at Easter as well. There doesn't seem to be any explanation why Easter, but... To be fair, we watch uh, shit daytime TV at Christmas. This is true. Or you do. I don't. rest of us are in a fucking food coma. Do we know anything about the celebrated traditions for Easter, for, let's say, the international Christian community? So we go, we go outside of Europe here. The Yanks do something, do they? I think they'll mostly just take on uh, the Catholic stuff. Thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's another way of putting it. <laughs> they, they have basic Easter and then sell the shit out of it with chocolate and stuff like that. And then they have um, the rolling of the Easter eggs on the green in front of the White House. Oh, um, you familiar with that? Yeah, oh. I think I've seen it. Yeah, it's, it's not particularly exciting, kind of. It's pretty much what I just described. It's all a bit weird, isn't it? Really? Have, you ever, have you heard about clipping the church? I don't think so. It's this really old. I like, did that on my Vauxhall Corsa once, mate. I was trying to <laughs> <wait for that. laughs> 
<laughs> Not one of the toilets off the roof. I said, awfully sorry, I'll come back and fix it later. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not that. It's um... Is it not? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no, it comes from Anglo-Saxon. It means like... Um... Clipping the church in your cart. Your <laughs> With your wagon. It's it's just yeah. it's just old times, but Zach still. Yeah. Eight hundred <laughs> year ago Bogan with a cap still backwards somehow. Looks exactly like you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I'm terribly sorry I am. Yeah, no, it, it means embrace or clasp. So basically everybody gets around in a ring, uh, faces outward from the church, holds hands, and it's supposed to symbolise the outward love the church has for the world or something like that but nobody does it anymore really there's like a few churches one of them's in Worcester uh, one of them's in Somerset and the other one's in Yorkshire there's like a couple more as well uh, it was really widespread and now most people have stopped doing it and they all all the churches that do do it have now decided that they do it on all different days because nobody can decide when it's supposed to happen I don't know Satan butter is a little bit weirder <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't top Satan Specifically butter. Specifically non-Satan butter. Satan butter yeah. and, the, and the whipping. Yeah, that's... that's uh, speaking of whipping, would you like another whipping fact? There's, no, there's another whipping fact. There is another whipping fact for Easter. It's getting a bit BDSM now here, isn't it? Just, just a little bit. Um, so apparently in the Philippines, uh, flagellation is still quite a big thing over Easter. Oh. Uh, well, tied into Lent and stuff. Yeah. Um, so they're still going for the purification and cleansing of the sins by whipping themselves. And that's still quite a big thing over Easter in the Philippines, apparently. How how many times are you supposed to whip yourself? As many times as you can handle, Zach. As many times as it takes. Wow. Until, until you feel that you've... Uh, until you've been cleansed. Well, sins. yeah, it, it, it's a similar thing across many religions, like... Um, Oh, it's a Roman Catholic thing, isn't it's it? Aestheticism. Yeah, like the Buddha did it. It's it's like, you know, fasting, Lent. These things are like a relatively common motif across a lot of different religions, East and West. I think only in more serious circles do you actually see it. That's the thing. I, I honestly don't think, uh, and I think this is maybe the reason why Easter isn't widely celebrated, is because most people aren't particularly religious. You know, you, your vicar in every church is, but most of the church goers probably aren't. And so therefore the, the space for these kinds of practices to evolve just doesn't really, doesn't, doesn't really happen. But in more serious circles, you, you look at um, like Sufism with Islam, they're, they're like putting fucking swords in places there shouldn't be and stuff. And, you know, having all these mystical experiences. Yeah, mysticism, aestheticism, these things aren't really well known in let's be honest, a secular society that we have. I think it scares people with anything. Well, it scares me, mate. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.